0: Welcome in to the Inside Carolina Live post game show, North Carolina 54, Virginia 44. We are sponsored by Johnny T shirt and congruity. It's Taylor Vipolis. I'm Tommy Ashley. Got a new mic here. Taylor, it's red, not from the blood that came from my eyes watching that basketball game. What a brutally... I don't even know how to describe it. But the bottom line is North Carolina gets out of Charlottesville with a 10-point win, a gutsy win, with R.J. Davis shooting one for 14. I do not think that was on people's bingo cards going into this one, Taylor.
1: Yeah, Virginia, man, it is it is tough to watch that team play basketball. But overall, I, I think this is a, a great win for North Carolina, especially going into a place they, they hadn't won since 2012. And then looking at the bigger picture, you gain that game back in the ACC. Distancing yourself even further from Virginia, and then Duke goes on the road at Wake Forest and loses. So again, it feels like the regular season ACC title is Carolina's to lose going into this this back stretch. And I think you hit it with RJ Davis, where Carolina survived a game where he had probably his worst—not even probably—it was his worst game this year by far. And I don't think Carolina wins this game without Cormac Ryan who. You look at what he's done the past four games and he's shooting 16 of 32 from three the past uh four games. If he's gonna be a fifty percent three point shooter, this team, we talked about it on in up in the rafters. If he's a an above forty percent three point shooter, as this team's probably third, fourth option, depending on how Harrison Ingram is playing, it it just raises this team's ceiling even further. And yeah, overall, just just a great win at Virginia.
0: Yeah, you, you talk about RJ's performance. He did make 9 of 10 free throws, which was huge, and he did have that 1-3. That was a pretty good ball. But, I mean, Reese Beekman was all over him the entire night, and, and Virginia obviously said it's not going to be RJ, and Cormac steps up. Let, let's talk a little bit about Cormac Ryan. I saw a funny tweet from somebody. Um, you remember, I don't know about you, but I'm old, and teachers back in the day, if you said a bad word or you did something, you'd have to write it 100 times on the chalkboard. And somebody put, I am sorry, Cormac Ryan. I am sorry, Cormac Ryan. I am sorry, Cormac Ryan, repeatedly. This is a guy who struggled. And we talked a lot about his struggles, rushing shots and all. But like you mentioned here in the last four games, and especially tonight or today at Charlottesville, even the misses, I mean, he shot six for 11, which you'd take all day, eight days a week. Even those five misses pretty much looked like they could go in. Just speak to to not only his importance for the Carolina offense and the level it takes to this Carolina team, but for him to be able to stay in it. He's a guy that's been playing forever. He never once lost any confidence. I mean, there, I doubt there's a player on that team as intense and as confident as he is, whether the ball's going in or not. Uh, but just speak to what he brings this University of North Carolina team and the importance of it, and he showed it tonight.
1: Yeah, he came in with the the reputation as a shooter and I think you you touched on it there where the biggest thing for him is he he never lost confidence in himself. There were points in this year where it didn't really look like that switch was was going to come on for him because you're you're watching some of the the shots he's taking and you mentioned it, it looked rushed. It's not hitting any part of the basket and you're like this guy came in with the with the Reputation that that he can shoot the ball efficiently, and at one point it was he was like a, a low twenties three point shooter, but he had the confidence in himself, and the coaches and his teammates also had confidence in him to keep running sets for him, to keep finding plays for him, and you're you're seeing that payoff now where he he looks like a completely different player out there. And when, when he is shooting 40% from three and he, he's stepping into shots with confidence, you have a pretty good sense what R.J. Davis is going to do, even if he doesn't have the best game today or he doesn't even have a, a good game today. You feel like you know what you're going to get with Armando Bacot. Elliot Cadeau is, is great at attacking the basket. Harrison Ingram kind of brings the same level of consistency every time. If, if Cormac Ryan, his importance to the offense is being that floor spacer. And if you're not hitting shots, you're not really doing that job as a floor spacer. So the, the level of confidence he's playing with, people have to stay attached to him. And I think you saw that in the first half where Virginia was like, you know what? Our game plan, it's going to be let's slow down R.J. Davis, force somebody else to beat us. And a lot of those resulted in Cormac Ryan having those open shots. Going forward, I don't think teams can can have that same approach. And and when this North Carolina team is at their most dangerous is when anybody from from the starting five can go for 10 plus points. And right now, that's what this team looks like they can do.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a team game and somebody else is important. And we Cormac obviously MVP today. Harrison Ingram, a little bit of a weird game to me. He he had some struggles, but he comes up with ten rebounds and several big hustle plays down the stretch. Armando Baycott, just you know, he does he does his thing. That late take down the middle of the lane, he's got to be a little stronger with that. But to to get that offensive rebound, it reminded me of Kennedy Meeks against Oregon um, in the Final Four and seventeen. Uh, but a guy I want to talk about, we'll get to those guys briefly, but I want to talk about Elliot Cadeau. He can't shoot the basketball very well. He struggles shooting. But that's so much beyond uh, his offense and, and what he means to this team as well. It's so much beyond that. And, and that's what's fascinating to watch for me, how much pressure he puts on a defense even though he cannot shoot it. it, it you know, if he ever develops a jumper like you and Joel Barry talked about on the rafters a couple of weeks ago, he gone. But his ability to draw the defense, leave Cormac Ryan open, make the tough layup, this young man, I think he's the key to this North Carolina team. Guys have to hit shots, but I think Elliott Cadeau's performance and staying on the floor, which he was able to do tonight, I think is the key for this team to be as good as they can be. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, a six-to-one assist to turnover ratio, you'll take that every time, and uh, I think his vision and his ability to get others involved is something that this team was missing last year where it, it felt like too much, your turn, my turn. This team, it feels like you know, okay, Ellie Cadeau is going to set people up for success, and that's probably one of the reasons why R.J. Davis has had such a great season this this season where he can play more of that off-ball role. But also, there are moments when when – you have RJ running the offense and then Elliot Cadeau gets it. And maybe it's the hockey assist where it's a pass pass and you're finding open people. But yeah, for, for me, Cadeau, Cadeau is the key for where this team is and where this team can be, because if, if he's somebody who can stay on the floor and, and normally the plus the plus minus bears that out with him, this North Carolina team is unbelievable when, when he's on the court and the only, the only concern really is when you have him and RJ on the court together defensively because there, there's times where um, I, I think the only offense Virginia really was getting with, with some level of consistency was uh, Beekman trying to back RJ down into the post. And e- even that at times felt like Virginia w- was pulling teeth trying to um, find any offense. Yet so like the the only ch- the only struggle or the only challenge really with Elliot Cadeau being on the floor comes on the defensive end sometimes his his effort isn't um where where the coaching staff probably wants it to be but he's a he's a freshman still trying to figure things out and adjust to the college speed but overall I don't think you could you could ask much more for for Elliot Cadeau and and what he does for this team without that perimeter shot and and just being somebody who can get downhill to the basket and, and finish at almost an elite level and also set up North Carolina, the, the other players on this team.
0: Yeah, and, and, and when – yeah, I don't know what he's going to do at the end of the year, but if he's back next year, maybe he'll get some of the calls that he hasn't gotten as a freshman um, because he takes a beating in the ball game. But, yeah, he, whatever defensive struggles he has, his ability to sort of settle this team and make them so much better on the offensive end – washes that away completely i i don't understand why teams don't attack him and rj more uh, i mean i felt like they did early in the year I felt like villanova yukon those guys did it i don't know if it's the acc is not built for that um but yeah his ability to keep everybody engaged keep everybody um ready and, and guys are still learning how to catch when he drives the lane i mean jalen washington has a dunk if he goes inside that guy and Cadeau puts it right there. But it, it is it is something to watch with the young man. He's two for eight. RJ is one for 14. Carolina still gets the win. It speaks to doing all the dirty work. We talked about Cormac Ryan. Let's talk about Harrison Ingram a little bit. And he's one of those guys, I said earlier, he makes some of the plays today. Like, what are we doing? What are you, what are you doing, Harrison? And to sort of back down, take the guy in the paint has not been great. in in the last couple weeks, but Taylor, man, that dude does all the junk work. He does the rebounds. He go gets the tap outs. He's diving for loose balls that he's got no chance to get, but he's still trying to get them. Another guy that's a heart and soul, a transfer that's never been on this stage. That's something else I want to talk about in a second, but just speak about Harrison Ingram's impact, even if it's not scoring the basketball, it's just so much more.
1: Yeah. You, you can't measure, all the things that Harrison Ingram does that that equal the winning plays for this North Carolina team. The best way to probably describe him is he, he's a dog, and you, and sometimes you need those those players with that dog mentality. Um, the the one play that I think of is where he gets the the steal in transition, kind of waits for the defender, may, maybe pushes off a little, but he he gets the foul call and uh, just just reading lips in that situation. It, it looked like the the guy on Virginia was saying like, "Who's that foul on?" and, and Ingram's pointing like, "You, you." Uh, but yeah, he he brings it every game, and, and we've seen at times, and just looking at college basketball, just not even from a, a North Carolina perspective, but if you take a step back, like it's tough to bring your best game every night. At in college, you're going on the road. You're playing. Uh, you're playing these physical teams. Night in, night out, but he brings it every night, and that that's been something that has been missing at times for this North Carolina team in in the past couple of years. And when you bring in people like Cormac Ryan and you bring in people like Harrison Ingram, who are are leaders in, in that locker room, and, and you really can't. That's why that's why at times Cormac Ryan struggling as a shooter, or at times Harrison Ingram doesn't make the the best winning plays or not the not he he makes winning plays but at times he doesn't make the best plays on the court those are some things you can live with because of what those guys are bringing on and off the court and it it I think this North Carolina coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for for the players that they brought in and and the type of people that they are because it's they just make winning plays
0: yeah and and chemistry i still say chemistry is so underrated in college athletics especially and you can see it clearly you don't need the five best guys you need some good players and you can win a lot of ball games with some good players but you better have guys that blend and this team just seems to do that a lot we're talking with taylor Vipulis on the inside carolina post game shout out to johnny t-shirt course get all your swag from north carolina from baseball to basketball to football everything you need at johnny t-shirt on Franklin street inside carolina people get 10 percent off and our other sponsor congruityhr.com front slash tar get your free small to mid-sized business assessment and if you're in inside carolina another perk you get a free assessment if you go to that link i said congruityhr.com front slash tar take care of our sponsors taylor carolina gets the win they get that game back like you mentioned against duke Let me give you some stats. These are unbelievable stats. We've already talked about RJ shooting one for 14. Just ridiculous that Carolina, nobody would have claimed Carolina wins. Carolina shoots 32%. Carolina shoots 32% from three. Carolina does make some free throws. Virginia shoots a whopping 28% from the field. Which was bigger for you, Taylor, in this game? Carolina's ability... To completely choke off Virginia's inept offense or Carolina's ability to scratch out 54 points against that Virginia defense.
1: I, I think Carolina's defense on Virginia's offense, because I, I was texting with a friend around halftime where I was like, this this matchup, UNC versus Virginia, is such a matchup that favors UNC because You've seen where this Carolina team has struggled the past six games before this. It's teams that can run with them. And it's going to be when Carolina's defense has those lapses and, and teams are scoring in the 80s and 90s and turning it into a shootout because this North Carolina team has to win with their defense. So when you're playing against this Virginia team, you're watching them and you're like, where where is their offense going to come from? It's hard to imagine them having enough possessions in a game to outscore this North Carolina team, even if the North Carolina defense doesn't have their best effort, or if some of the shots don't go down for this North Carolina team, Virginia is a team where if you have like a six or eight point lead on them, it feels like it's 16, 20 points where it's like, I just kept watching Virginia and even when they would cut it to five, I never had like a sense of worry from UNC's perspective because I'm I'm watching the game and I'm like uh, I I just don't see how uh, Virginia has has enough scoring and they they wound up shooting the ball a bit better in in the second half where where they finished with 0.746 points per possession but in the first half uh, that number was was like 0.5 points per possession so yeah yeah. I, I think this was a game Carolina won with their defense because of how bad Virginia is offensively, too.
0: Yeah, Virginia's brutal. I mean, it's like Virginia gets behind. that You don't think there's any chance you can come back, and it it's like that on the flip side, too, right? You, yeah. Everybody talks about you get behind against Virginia, and it's tough to come back. But, you know, I like Tony Bennett as a coach. I'm not a huge fan. When they're good and when they have pro players, that offense looks nice because they just – out-execute everybody, but just a brutal display the last few weeks. I mean, 41 the other night, 44 together uh, today against Carolina.
1: A tough um, system to convince people, to convince yeah. pro players to go.
0: It's like, yeah, and they, they, and need, they Dewey, need the like, it's like, why would you go there? <laughs> yeah,
1: they need the Ty Jerome's, the DeAndre Hunter's, the Kyle guys, but it's, it's an offense that, that really struggles. I think they – I have the stat here. They were five of 30 in the first half uh, field goals, 16.7%. You're you're not going to win too many games shooting 16% in a a first half.
0: Yeah, I I mean, two for 14 for the night on on three-pointers. Just ugly, ugly basketball. Let's sort of look ahead a little bit, Taylor. So this is the game everybody thought North Carolina needed to really figure out how to win. Everybody, you know, we heard it a million times from Corey Alexander about how Carolina hadn't won up there. Um, we heard about everybody that he knows and he's, he's, his guys and all, but the fact is Carolina's gotten this one. Now they, that got that game up in the ACC behind Duke, Duke loses to Wake Forest. I'd love to get your take on the end of that one. That was an interesting court storming, but we won't go there. Uh, Carolina's got Miami on a short turnaround. Nigel Pack's probably out for Miami um, they struggle at times, but they've given Carolina trouble before. How you see this going from here? Uh, I mean, Carolina's at home to get Miami. You got NC State. You got Notre Dame with Duke sandwiched in there at the end. You got to feel good about Carolina's chances to do what Hubert Davis talked about, and that's get this regular season in the books, to give Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis, those guys a banner up there. Your thoughts going forward?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the schedule sets up unbelievably well for, for Carolina on, on the home stretch. I, I have a hard time seeing how they lose a game before that Duke game. This Miami team is going through a, a brutal stretch of basketball right now. They lose to Georgia Tech today. They, I think they were up four against Georgia Tech at halftime, and they wind up losing by four. They just got outplayed the the entire second half by that Georgia Tech team at home. Um no nodule Pack that's another team where you're watching them and it's 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 tough to see where where their offense is coming from they don't have a lot of depth behind uh nor I think North Carolina the with the with these next few games in Chapel Hill I, I it sets up really well for Carolina to get at least a regular a, a share of the regular season title but um yeah, Cleveland came back today for Miami, but he really has been a massive disappointment for them this season. And without Pack, it's I just don't see how they they can contend in Chapel Hill.
0: Yeah, and if you look at how Pack impacts them, go watch the first Carolina game where Pack has seventeen in the first half. Miami's cooking. He does nothing in the second half, and Carolina rolls. So. It'll be something. It's a quick turnaround for Carolina to get back from Charlottesville. Not a bad drive, not a bad bus, or I don't know if they're plane or whatever. But shout out to the inside Carolina crowd that'll be driving it back. Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I think Miami's also at the point where where they've lost six straight, where they're they're looking at themselves way outside of the bubble, and mm-hmm. I I think it's starting to set in for them like, hey, our only chance to make it to the tournament is to go win the entire acc tournament um so yeah it, it, it's tough to see i know it's a, a, a real short turnaround but the fact that carolina is at home and, and this miami team looks looks really defeated i watched a lot of the the georgia tech miami game on a, on a second screen today um it, it's tough to see I, I love coach l uh but i i just don't i don't see how he could go into chapel hill and get a win
0: Yeah, indeed, but stranger things have happened. Uh, We've seen it. North Carolina will still need to get up, play well against Miami, and then they get another four days off before they play NC State the following weekend or next weekend, I guess, next Saturday. Taylor, it's always a pleasure when you join me. I appreciate you stepping up, stepping in. Carolina gets to 54 44 win. Stay tuned inside Carolina for all the coverage from down, or excuse me, from. Where did they play today? I'm joking with you. Up in Charlottesburg. Charlottesville. and Charlottesburg, yeah. It's been a long day, my friend. Uh, Trying to watch Carolina baseball or listen to Carolina baseball, listen to Carolina basketball. But anyway, Carolina gets the win. Taylor joins me. Taylor, last thought. Final thoughts. Anything. Two pennies like I'll steal it from Joey in Coast to Coast. Give me me a nickel.
1: Yeah, again, I just want to echo that this was a great win for this North Carolina team. When you haven't won at a place since 2012, you kind of take it by any means possible. And Virginia is a team where you're going to want to burn a lot of the tape afterwards with with the way they kind of drag you into the mud and and try to play an ugly branded basketball. But ultimately, North Carolina, they, they have too much talent. And I think one of the best things going forward for this North Carolina team is that it feels like Cormac Ryan has found a shot. And if Cormac Ryan is going to keep shooting this way, then then all bets are kind of off for this North Carolina team.
0: Yep, Cormac gets hot. Carolina wins at Virginia. Baycott does Baycott things. And North Carolina first outright currently in the ACC with four games remaining. That's Taylor Vipolis. I'm Tommy Ashley. Johnny T-shirt, congruity, and everybody at Inside Carolina. Shout out to the 600 folks that joined us today. We'll talk to you soon. Coast to Coast got the post-game Miami on Monday night, so make sure you check those guys out live as well. Taylor, be safe, my friend.
1: Appreciate it.